Joanna, do you ever wish you could definitively prove that you had the right opinions about movies? Uh, yeah, Neil, because I do have the right opinions about movies and television. Right, Dave? No, because I'm more right about those things, and I demand trial by content. Oh boy, what is trial by content? Each week, we'll take on a huge question. Each of us will bring a choice, and combined with listener submissions and your votes, we will come to a decision. It's trial by content every Tuesday on Spotify, TheRinger.com, or wherever you're listening right now. Don't let Neil win. Don't let Dave win. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with true love and marriage. Uh, Magic Mike 3 drama. That's too bad. And Bend It Like Beckham 20 years later. Wow. I cannot wait to cover this movie. I'm so excited. Okay. Mm -hmm. First category, Tea Time is checking in with true love and marriage. And as I'm going down the list of these couples, I'm wondering which one falls in true love. But I guess we'll find the out. The first one. <gasps> the first one. Oh, the first one. That's I, okay, okay, to me. okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Missed them. The rest, not so much. But let's start with the good. We're doing the good, uh, the bad, and the weird. The good, Amelia. The good. I I have been championing. Championing? I don't, whatever. Okay. Championing <laughs> and championing both. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yes. Uh, this couple, since there were rumblings of them being together, reunited about a year ago, I guess. Um, Benifer are engaged. And let me just say, it feels so good to be right. You know, when yeah. all the haters were saying, no, it's not happening. This is a PR stunt. You know, it's not. It's both. It's PR and it's love. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are engaged. He gifted her a what appears to be a green diamond. And they talked to page six, talked to some diamond guy. And he was like, if it is indeed a green diamond, which it, I mean, it has to be, um, then I'm shocked because this ring outdoes the other ring, that pink diamond. Um, and it 
could be worth five to ten million dollars. Jeez, Louise! I, which I just I I love that it's expensive and that it's you know green is her favorite color. She wrote on her um, newsletter, which is called "On the J Lo," which I. I <laughs> And it's like, you know, those subway, the subway letters. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, that's how it's, it's, um, it, uh, that's the aesthetic is it's like, mm-hmm. on the, and then J-Lo is like the subway letters, which I uh. think funny. Yeah. But anyway, she was like, I have something special to share. And I love that she used that as a way to tease. Um, she's like, subscribe to my newsletter. So, you know, everything it's for my inner circle. And I was like, yeah, inner circle. <laughs> woo! Um, and she's just, she, she literally, all she did was literally post a video of her kind of like, you could tell that she was just crying and, and it, then they zoom in on the green diamond. And, and then we hear like this kind of, I don't, a melancholy music almost. And then she, she whispers to the ring, you're perfect. And, um, and I was like, wow. And then, and everyone was reporting, like she whispered, you're perfect to the ring. And then the other night at 3am, I literally pop up in my bed and I go, that's the song she wrote for Ben 20 years ago. Dear Ben. So it wasn't, this isn't just a random thing she put together and she whispered, you're perfect to the ring. She actually used the music for a not, really great song but that's okay <laughs> that she wrote for Ben 20 years ago where it starts out and she's like you're perfect and then it's a weird song but anyway wow wow yeah they're engaged it's she got engaged in a bathtub apparently that was a big thing yeah. too yeah um I wanted to give a quick shout out to all the news outlets that chose to compare her other five engagement rings like look back at Jennifer Lopez's six engagements and I'm like let's have her have this special time with Ben right. Affleck because Thank you. I went through at least three slideshows, you know, and they're all beautiful rings and they're all more expensive than the one prior. I I but I was like, let's not, let's not do this to her. That feels rude in the moment. Right. I just love how this couple has allowed Amelia to take a victory lap like once a month for the past Absolutely. year yeah. plus. Listen, like, it's every, been hard. Every month there's just something where she's like, I fucking knew it. And we're all like, you know what? You did. You yeah, did. thank you. I did. And yeah, it, it that's just right. keeps happening, and I just it makes me happy for You're you. You're so right. Thank you. And and also just really quick, Ben Affleck also ran over a sign in the Starbucks parking lot, which I think proves that this is true love because it wasn't Dunkin' Donuts. He went to Starbucks, and she is a known Starbucks lover. That's and true. And he was yeah. smoking cigarettes in the car, <laughs> right. windows up, with Jennifer Lopez's precious face and skin in that car. I, that is true love on her side. That That's she lets him smoke right. cigarettes in the car. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, the next couple I don't feel strongly about, like Amelia feels about uh, Ben Affleck and J-Lo, but it was big news. And this is the wedding of Brooklyn Beckham, chef photographer and man of many trades and Nicola <laughs> Peltz, who is a actress. Yeah. And They're anyway, nepotism babies. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, putting it out there. the subtext behind those words was special. So um, they had a very elaborate wedding uh, this past weekend at a mansion owned by the bride's father, billionaire Nelson Peltz mm. in his estate in Palm Beach, Florida. And there was an enormous vogue spread about it. It just reeked of old money. It was, but like in a classy way, I, yes, because literally he's father's billionaire. Um, (laughs) 
And guests that were there were Eva Longoria, Serena Williams, uh, Gordon Ramsay, Venus Williams, Melby. I don't know. Not really screaming out to me. These guests thought it would be like, but who knows? These are just like the first couple people that have come out. They posed in front of like a hallway. The whole thing is kind of crazy because it's, it, you know how lavish it is because you can't really tell how lavish mm. it is. Like the official wedding portraits are them in a hallway next to just basically like a, a pot of flowers. Did you guys see those? Anyway, yeah. they're all on her Instagram and his Instagram. Sure. And she wore a custom Valentino gown um, yeah. that she had to take several trips to Rome to go to Valentino headquarters. And it took a year to brainstorm this dress. And I would like you guys to look up the dress. It's incredibly it, basic. It, took, <laughs> it and is. That's it's part nice. of the it's luxury. Nice, but, and lo- yeah. But, it, but a year? A year? I don't know. Anyway, Just go on Pinterest. One Pinterest search. Minimalist bride. Agree. Boom. I done. Agree. <laughs> anyway, they're married now. And that's great. And uh, Brooklyn Beckham signed a prenup. And he also took half of her name. So they're both like the Pelts oh. Beckhams. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, one that's funny good. tweet I did see was like, these boys have got to stop letting their dad in their pictures. Because oh it's God, like, I did see that. in all these pictures, Brooklyn and his brothers are like walking down the hallway looking like, I don't know, teenagers in a suit. I know they're older yeah. than that now, but like they have kind of baby face, whatever. And then there's David Beckham, who still looks incredible, just Steals crushing it in his suit and his haircut. And it's like, mm-hmm. I just, I would be like, dad, can you like sit, sit Go a couple away. of these out? You know, <laughs> yeah. stuff. This it's is tough. very Beckham focused podcast episode. It's oh fun. yeah, it is. Um, okay. Next one. Next in the good. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, okay. Yes. Britney Spears announced on her Instagram uh, that she is pregnant. She posts, I love that she she posts these like random photography photos a lot. And she always knows to credit the photographer, which is very nice of her. Um, but, you know, it's, it's her captions that with the, all the emojis and she was she and she kind of goes on these uh, long story tangents which I love I think it's great to get all the background information but she was like I lost so much weight on my trip to Maui and then I gained it all back and I was like I must be food pregnant and then her husband was like ha ha so funny and then I got a pregnancy test and looks like I'm having a baby and um but yeah wow. she's pregnant so happy for her and uh-huh. Sam her husband's name is Sam. Or, well, fiance. Sorry. Fiance's yeah. name is Sam. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Know, there was a lot of news this weekend. It all came out like on like Monday and Tuesday yeah. morning. We were right. locked and ready to go for this episode. <laughs> Let's do the bad really quick. There are two pieces of sad news that came out this week. Guys, Billy Ray and Tish Cyrus are getting divorced. And I was really upset about this. Drop this in the channel. And I think it was Kaya who was like, isn't this their third time or aren't they already divorced or something? No, they were together. Although they have like filed for divorce Mm. before they have called it off. So they've been on and off, but have been married for 28 years. Um, But yeah, this is their third time. They're going separate ways. Mm. She cited that the couple has not lived together in more than two years. Um, But yeah, Billy Ray filed for the first time in 2010. And then withdrew it in 2013. She filed. So anyway, I feel sad because I love this family. (laughs) But you know what? Maybe it's not the end. How dare you, Kate? These these two can come together and grow apart and come together. And maybe one day they'll find each other again. There's only one Billy Ray. So fingers crossed. It's true. Um, Next one in the sad news. Allie Wong has filed for (sighs) Boris from her husband of eight years. And uh, mixed reactions to this. Obviously, everyone is sad for her. 
However, if anyone saw her recent comedy special on Netflix, not the biggest surprise in hindsight. Mm. Uh, a vast, and obviously I know comedy's comedy. I'm sure she, you know, okayed all the jokes with her husband, blah, blah, blah. And she's been joking about her husband for a long time. Uh, but this one <laughs> in particular was very much about how she hates monogamy and she wants to be able to sleep with people and she's rich and famous and uh, is like, tied to her husband of eight years. So, yeah, I know. Damn, I know. It's I tough. Was, in hindsight, it's a little tough. I was uh, really sad. And then you reminded me of that as well. You were like, mm, and we both watched that most recent comedy special. Then it, yeah, it does make more sense, but I was shocked. Yeah. A lot of jokes about her, like meeting the Avengers and being like, I wish I could sleep with the Avengers. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I'm hoping that they both are happy and, uh, that it's relatively amicable and that her next comedy yeah. special is about how she slept with all the Avengers. So, yeah. Onwards and upwards, you know? Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Bummer, but rooting for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one, I want to give a huge shout out to Kyan McMullen who pulled this for us. And I I haven't liked that piece of news this much in a while. So this is the weird. This is the good, the bad, and the weird. And there's only one couple in here. And it's Ryan Cabrera and Alexa Bliss who got married this weekend in Palm Desert, California. Mm. And like at first glance, it's just... it. It's a wedding. But then you start finding out some of the details and it gets really, really funny. So <laughs> the whole theme. So this is what Alexa Bliss, who's a WWE star, Ryan Cabrera did all the way down. And then he's a musician, um, I believe. <laughs> that's all he did. All the way down. That's, so that's that it. That's a pivotal song of um, my life. So anyway, okay. And I also want to give a shout out to Gawker, whose title that covered this was Ryan Cabrera's wedding aesthetic was quote, Disney adult with a drinking problem. And that's exactly that. what it was. Um, so apparently <laughs> it starts weird. The way they met was that Ryan Cabrera's team liked so many of Alexa Bliss's Instagrams, like on his <laughs> official Instagram page that she started getting weirded out because they would <laughs> like, like every single one as soon as they posted. And then he slid into the DMs and then the rest is history. The entrance to the wedding was the Cabrera shit show, which is what <laughs> they deemed it being. There was no dinner. Um, there was five different bars and there were snacks. And that was it. Could you imagine being in Palm Desert heat and there's no food at the wedding and there's only alcohol? Oh I would simply pass God. away. Agreed. Truly. There was no assigned seating. There was 360 guests that was cut down from over 600. So I don't know how the two of these know 600 people, but they do. And they had Seriously. to cut half. Um, no wedding cake. They just drank a bottle of champagne instead of the wedding cake. They <laughs> agreed beforehand that they would not consummate this marriage. They said that Ryan Cabrera, no, no wedding night. Ryan okay. Cabrera told Alexa Bliss, wedding night, babe, I'm partying. You're not getting any action that night. So you better just get it the night before. I'm being honest. I'm just, <laughs> I'm partying hard after the ceremony. I would be shocked if I didn't end up in that lake. And that was my Honestly, group. you know, <laughs> That's I mean, funny. set your boundaries early. I, I suppose. I suppose. Um, <laughs> I like he, them. They're weird. I like they it. are. They really are. They seem like a good amount of fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, people did a whole spread if you're interested. They were both in pink. Just kind of yeah. cool. Um, Wait, yeah. did you see that three members of, of NSYNC <laughs> performed Bye 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 at the wedding? Only yeah, three? But, Which ones? Well, not which the ones good do ones. you think? <laughs> yeah, which ones do you think? Joey Fatone, in addition to Justin, wasn't there. Was what I want to know. 
JC, okay. the best member. All right. Joey Fatone, Lance Bass, and Chris Kirkpatrick yeah. were there. Yeah, that feels right. Listen, that's that <laughs> definitely feels right. I got my manager, along with other members of the social team, uh, a cameo for right. him from oh uh, Chris Kirkpatrick, and it was only $10 each. So that <laughs> oh tells Wait, you a lot. You know who else was there? It was Avril Lavigne, who was one of the bridesmaids oh. of a 32-person wedding party. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. This is, as I'm learning people. a lot about yes. weddings, this is a bit, this is, they really went against the grain in every this way. This is taking so. notes on this one. She's yeah. like, five bars, check. <laughs> no dinner, check. check. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, let's keep moving. Not worth the tea this week in social media because we already did relationship news. Kate, go ahead. Uh, this is a late ad. A uh, text from Amelia Wedemeyer in the wee hours of the I morning. I think it was Kaya. Oh, it's from Kaya. Again, it was the wee hours of the morning. It wasn't really. <laughs> that was when I read it. It was in the wee hours of the morning. It was probably 10 p.m. when you it were asleep. It was literally 10 yeah. p.m. Okay, we're just going to just dial it back. Someone sent me this and I read it. <laughs> and at no point in reading this headline did I know what the next word was going to be. So I just need to mm. just preface it by saying I had no idea where this headline was going. So it says... Tandy Wade Newton axed from Magic Mike sequel after fight with Channing Tatum over Oscars fiasco. Ugh. Lots went packed there. Yeah. Uh, they had been filming for 11 days. Uh, Tandy Wade Newton had this like, I don't know, some sort of uh, secret role or like under wraps role. And mm. she and Channing Tatum had a fight on set while they were filming in yes. London about... Will Smith's slap at the Oscars. And according to crew members, it got, quote, unimaginably vicious. And Channing Tatum left and drove oh. off in a car. And then as the producer of the movie, he just fully fired her and was like, I'm not working with her. And she has since been Damn. replaced with Salma Hayek. So they're reshooting everything that they shot for the first, you know, 11 days with uh, Salma Hayek. Mm. Obviously, we don't know specifics. Uh, I do have to say, long term, I don't think this is going to age well for our guy. Zoe Kravitz. Um, I don't know if anyone was online uh, after the week after the slap. Everyone was online. Got very much like online Twitter canceled uh, for mm-hmm. her sort of anti Will Smith take. One would assume that Channing shares the same opinions as her since they're mm-hmm. dating. And Tandy Way Newton is going to tell it like it is at some point. <laughs> so uh, we we all you know read the story about Tom oh. Cruise's. Uh, manifested zit on his nose on the set of Mission Impossible. I have a strong feeling that we will hear details of how this went down. And I just don't know that it's going to age well for uh, Channing, but we will see when details come out. Um, I hope hope that it doesn't affect the quality of Magic Mike 3, the cinematic uh, experience (laughs) that I am looking forward to most in the future. (laughs) And yeah, tough stuff, but uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, agree. We will. Next one. Um, <laughs> this is a little happier. Uh, this is great. I'm so glad you put this in here. <laughs> yeah. So there's a photo, I guess, on sat- this past Saturday, Jason Momoa, Aquaman, shared a photo of himself <laughs> and uh, what appears to be Al Pacino. We got going on Al Pacino's younger girlfriend, the artist Julian Schnabel, and they're at a dinner table. And if and what Twitter did, of course, they're intelligent people on Twitter, um, is if you zoom in really, really tight on this photo where they're, they've all enjoyed a nice little Italian dinner, there's an iPhone in front of Al Pacino. And, and, and again, you have to zoom in really close, but you can you can kind of tell from farther away that it appears that his iPhone case is covered with images 
of Shrek. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're talking about this. <laughs> yeah. This so, is amazing. It is it is amazing. So people are like, oh my God, this is breaking my brain. This is crazy. Al Pacino knows about Shrek. He loves Shrek. There's a Shrek iPhone case. And so then someone on Twitter, oh, I guess this person, um, at Kate Penniman, she went over to Instagram and DM'd Al Pacino's daughter, Olivia Pacino. And she was like, hi, Olivia, sorry for the random question, but there's a bunch of people, including me, going crazy on Twitter because they saw a picture of Al in which it seems he has a Shrek phone case. Is that possible? Because that would be iconic, LMAO. Anyway, have a nice day, smiley face. And then Olivia replied, yes, it is. Ha ha ha. So it is confirmed. Oh my God. Al Pacino has a Shrek iPhone case. And you were right. So if you scroll down to the end of this New York Post link, and we'll probably share the photo, the case itself is not just like Shrek. It's like a no, hundred no. Shreks. A hundred Shreks. It's a Shrek collage. Yeah. yeah. With like different varying emotions. Like there's one who's like kind of smug. And then there's right. one that's surprised in the corner. Like it's just, it's. It's really good. It's better than even a, like you think Al Pacino is a Shrek phone case. Oh, right. seriously. And um, we, yeah, <laughs> he's got like the little meme faces and uh, I, I guess you can buy it on Amazon. So I'm sure maybe it's sold out now because everyone Probably. wants this Al Pacino Shrek. Supply I mean, and Shrek demand for the collage Shrek phone case. <laughs> and happy he respects that movie in the way I it think, should be respected. I know. Yeah, that's right. So, you know. Shrek, fellow, or I mean, Al Pacino, fellow Shrek lover. (laughs) Okay, the next one is for those who were plagued, like Amelia and I. I don't know how many of us there are out there, but this is for those who listen to Tea Time. I don't even remember when this was, a couple months ago, maybe, but we're wrapping it up. The mystery is solved of Khloe Kardashian slash the Kardashian family photoshopping True's face when that family went to Disneyland. And the way that this came out was really funny. So Chloe actually took the real True to Disneyland recently for her birthday and said that it was True's first time at Disneyland, which if you guys recall, True was apparently there months ago at Disneyland and in all these really weird photos that Kim posted with Chicago. And everyone was like, oh, this looks a little weird. We talked about it for like 10 minutes on Tea Time. We we're like, why? Tell us why. What is the point of like, it was so innocuous that we had, we were puzzled. And Amelia and I have been like actually plagued by this for so long. Truly. So a fan at Bon Gucci tweeted <laughs> kind of a screenshot of all of these things, including Chloe saying like, oh, true's first time at Disneyland for her birthday. So fun. And she said, the people have questions at Kim Kardashian, at Chloe Kardashian. And Chloe responded, which is great. And she goes, well, I fucked this one up. Anyway, so let's focus on something else. Our show airs in a few days. Like laughing emoji. <laughs> Admitting that they did Photoshop True's face on these photos and that we were right and that we were like gassing into thinking we were crazy like looking yeah like zooming in on these photos in the corners being like is this right is this fake we were right we were right all along another victory lap for amelia Amelia, great (laughs) week for you going around again why are they forcing chloe to do it because (laughs) didn't it appear on kim's instagram yeah the Photoshop, yeah, True was on Kim's I mean, like, I understand Instagram. that it, True is Chloe's daughter, but Kim is the one that posted it. I would well, assume she was the one doing the Photoshopping or her poor intern. 
She well, was probably to because it. Chloe said was was the one that exposed the Photoshop accidentally. Kim oh, would never make a slip wow. up. Okay, of that okay. caliber. Anyway, well, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't I'm believe sorry. the case is closed. We never have closure closed. on this podcast, but this is a rare instance where we do. So I'm happy we can start sleeping again. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, okay, last one. Go ahead. I just toss this in here as a segue into the uh, queer sports movie canon. Kristen Stewart has signed on to an A24 romance about the world of female bodybuilding. Uh, I and love she this. She is going to play not the main character who is the female bodybuilder in question, but the main character's, quote, protective girlfriend. Okay. Um, Ooh, I do hot. have to say, I would love for Mackenzie Davis, who was her girlfriend oh. in Happiest Season, that like kind of bad Hulu oh, yeah. Christmas movie. Uh, I feel like they need another shot. Oh Mackenzie my Davis God. got super, first of all, she's like 6'1". Not really. She's, she's like six feet. Stunning. And she got super jacked for Terminator oh. several mm. years ago. So I'm like, oh she knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. She understands the process. She can just pack some muscle back on and they can try it again, you know? So, uh, Nice. I don't know that that will happen, but that's my like. That'd I'm manifesting that casting for the other. Yeah, no, role. they're casting news besides this movie. Not yet. Okay, but I'm sure they're all flocking Kristen. to it now that yeah. Kristen Stewart signed on. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Do you want to segue this right into cringe mode? I would love to. I would love to. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says, Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. For Crunch Mode this week, we are doing Bend It Like Beckham, which... Uh, was released 20 years ago this week. Makes me feel quite old again, uh, as I'm sure everyone everyone does who watched this movie growing up. Bend It Like Beckham is about uh, Jess Bagra, who is an Indian-British girl living in London. She loves soccer. She especially loves David Beckham. 
And uh, she is not supposed to play soccer. Her family doesn't approve. She's supposed to be doing things like preparing for college and, you know, all sorts of other stuff, getting ready for her sister's wedding, finding a husband herself. She joins this girl's soccer team with Kira Knightley. And uh, the coach is, um, I always say the wrong Jonathan. It's Jonathan Reese Myers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are two Myers mm-hmm. and there are two Jonathan Reeses. I always mix them up into a little collage of Jonathans. But she like has a romance with the coach, which we'll get into. Um, her parents find out there's like a big drama about missing her sister's wedding for the big game. Ultimately, she manages to do both. They get a scholarship to go play soccer in the U.S., and uh, everything ends happily ever after. Did I miss anything yeah. significant? No, it's, no it's good. Good job. Great. Love it. I guess highlights. Let's get into it. Uh, in the years following this movie's release, it has turned into a cult uh, favorite of sort of like the queer rom-com variety, mm. which it's not a queer rom-com. <laughs> um, Jess ends up with uh, her coach, who is a man. However... Fans have really latched on to the relationship between Keira Knightley and Jess's character. And uh, it is just like incredibly gay movie, despite <laughs> the fact that it's also like a little bit homophobic and also yeah. like a heterosexual yeah. romance. Right. Somehow yeah. among all of this, there has emerged just this huge queer fan base for this movie that like really latched on to just this relationship between uh, the two girls, specifically the two teammates and there is like a lot of purposeful like queer subtext in their plot because uh, Keira Knightley's mom, what's Keira Knightley's character's name? Jules, thank you. Jules, yeah. Uh, Jules's mom is worried that her daughter's a lesbian. So then they kind of like, in order to add to sort of the comedy of errors and this, you know, fiasco that they're building up to at the end, they do sort of put them in all these, uh, you know, situations where they could be dating each other and are obviously very close. So... There, I read some things. I was trying to find out if there was ever any world in which this was like actually the end game, like those two together. Mm-hmm. Um, they've said like here and there, like the director was like, you know, I am sorry that I wasn't like brave enough to go there, but I'm like, no one would have gone there in 2000. Like for the most part in 2002, that just like probably wouldn't have happened. And it probably wouldn't have been as big of a hit, unfortunately, if it was. Keira Knightley has talked about how she would love to do a sequel. <laughs> oh my <laughs> um, God. And do like, and like actually like go that route. But yeah, wow, it just yes. has some really good uh, moments that are just like, uh, I'm like, this is not, this is technically a heterosexual romance, but also it's very much not. Um, I've inserted a screenshot of Jess when she's accused of making out with a boy who ultimately is actually Kira Knightley's character who has short hair. Um, right. And she just, her parents are, uh, you know, be like, what were you doing? Where have you been? And she's like, me? Kissing me? A boy? <laughs> and like looks disgusted. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you get also- it. I know you're about to talk about this, but I do feel like we watch them fall in love in some way. Not maybe it's platonically. They because they meet for the first time in this movie. It's not like they know who each other are. So right. there is like this love and uh, companionship that evolves in this movie. And you're going to talk about montages. There's a very lovely montage where if it went that route, that would be the one where they fall in love because they're yes. like laughing, trying on things, joking, kind of like doing that flirty, touchy, kind of jokey thing. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah, it's great. And they do, you know, there's always sort of the like rival, you know, friends mm. to rivals yeah. to closer friends. To yeah. like, And this is all sort of in pursuit of them being interested. They're both sort of interested in the coach, but yep. it's sort of a, mo- right. it's like a little bit of a love triangle situation for mm-hmm. sure. 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, speaking to Liz's point, there are some great montages in this movie. They're like three or four, actually. Like mm-hmm. it's a montage filled movie. Some highlights are like they're doing some uh, training like in secret. Like when she decides to join the team and hide it for her parents, it's like she's leaving her house in the morning. She's switching clothes. She's at the soccer field. She's juggling, you know, or uh, kicking vegetables while behind her mom's back <laughs> while she's cooking. And it's like yeah. it's just this like ongoing sort of subterfuge of, of soccer practice. Um, mm-hmm. And then there also is a great shopping montage. Uh, she and Jules go to they tell her mom that she's going to get shoes for the wedding. They instead actually get her a good pair of boots uh, or soccer cleats. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, you know, hitting the town in London in Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. Um, hitting mm-hmm. the pub. And yeah, it's just really fun. <laughs> Great soundtrack, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think we've talked about this before, but there's nothing like a soccer montage. And I think mm. it's made easier because you don't have to do a full body shot. Like you really can go really low to the ground. Anybody's feet moving, yeah. moving with the yeah. soccer ball, pan True. up. And then it's either Amanda Bynes or Kira Knightley, just right. like, you know, bopping up and their hair is like flailing back and forth. I feel like mm-hmm. soccer is made to be fun films that way. And it's much harder with basketball and certainly impossible, like football, you can't see anything with their helmets on. So yes, I think mm-hmm. soccer, great sport for a good little cut montage situation. Yeah, we talked about this when we did She's the Man, which we'll get back into at the end because there are a lot of similarities here. But yeah, yeah, it's like the best rom-com sport because like you have, the, first of all, again, it's like easy to film. You just run back and forth and fucking kick a ball. It's like, yeah. there's no <laughs> rules. True. There's no whatever. I mean, there are rules, but yeah. you know, it's easy to understand. Yeah. Um, and also like you have the team mentality, like you have to, you can have the relationship with teammates, but then you also have like the individual star moments where it's like mm-hmm. the goal or the penalty kick, you know, it's in, it's in contact sports. Like she can dramatically get hurt. Like it just right. has all the elements that you need for like a dramatic. There should be movie. more soccer movies. Yeah. I feel there like should. There's also enough. women can pass because like they really can't. I mean, they can for football, but it's like, that's a very violent sport. And there are large men who play that. Whereas soccer, you right. can get away with having more of a, Amanda Bynes, one with the boys. Yes. Okay. Speaking of She's the Man, that movie was much more egregious than Vendit Like Beckham with the hair down situations Uh as they play soccer. It drove me particularly crazy. Obviously, they had to like cover, you know, Amanda Bynes' like double um, face so that it looked like Amanda Bynes. This one was not as bad. However, there were a couple people, girls playing soccer with their hair down. And that's the most unrealistic part of this whole movie. Everything was Agreed. great, but it, it does make me laugh. Drives every me crazy every time. I totally a agree. Of, a lot of headbands, like, you mm-hmm. know, just like the sweatbands and then all the hair flowing, which right. won't help. Get hair no. tie. Anyway. No. I love a good two important events happening at the exact same time. However, will she get to both sequence in a movie? Um, this one has a great one. They're cutting back and forth between the final game that she's missing and her sister's wedding which she's at and then she goes to the game and then it's cutting back to the sister's wedding, which she's missing. And it's like, you know, they're doing like this dance of like, she's changing in the car. She's trying to get there and then she's on her way back. And like, it's just very dramatic, very fun. You get the, I was going to say this later, but the wedding looks like a blast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get like the the fun dancing and the music, but then it's like interspersed with all these cuts of like the dramatic soccer match. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just a great little sequence in the movie. Agreed. That is a great sequence. Um, I also love the nicknames that, are going on in this movie. We've got, they're like, Pinky is her sister's name and, you know, Jules, her real name is Juliet, but she's, uh, everyone calls her Jules. And I don't, I don't know. I just like, no one does nicknames like the British. It's It's just just, great. I love how her sister goes, 
in it. Like every, I'm like, mm-hmm. why don't we have a word like that? I, I envy the British the, the word. No, in it. I don't even really know what it means. It seems like it could mean anything. It's yeah. such a charming movie. I just love, I love, love, love this movie. My sister and I were obsessed with it like our whole lives. There's one, two great scenes. One that sticks out to me and I will like remember it forever after watching it for the first time is when the dad of Jules is trying to teach the Jules' mom about soccer. And because the whole time Jules' mom's whole thing is like, put on a bra, put on a blouse with some lips. It's like, you're a woman, go like, don't focus on these like boyish things, sports, mm-hmm. you know, gross, whatever. And then kind of towards the end, she decides like she will lose Jules if she doesn't like adapt and kind of like enjoy the thing that Jules enjoys like as a family. So the dad is teaching the mom soccer with a set of condiments like outside. <laughs> and I don't know why it's like the smallest scenes. It's written so well and it's just so charming. Um, and it's like, oh, the salt is the attacker. And it's just really cute. Um, I explained mm-hmm. that quite poorly, but it's really good. It is really cute. It's yeah, a really good scene. Good job. And then I think this is the same scene that Kate, you had just talked about the like back and forth splicing of the wedding and this big game. Mm-hmm. But there's this scene where Jess is doing a penalty kick, big moment. It's this buildup of this incredible like opera music. It's cutting back and forth between Jules like gearing up to kick this really important kick and then goes to her sister Pinky at her wedding, also kind of in the culmination of like both of these events. And it's cutting back and forth between the girls that, you know, block the goal for the penalty kick. Mm -hmm. And it's like cuts once and it's all the women in her family, like her (laughs) aunts and grandma and her sister and mom. And and they're there like kind of pretending to guard the goal. It's just really good. I I don't know how well I'm explaining these scenes, but if you know, you know. No, you're doing a good job. (laughs) And it's really good. I agree. I just love Um, this movie. Again, you know, I just, this film is so British and I don't even know how to explain it, but like from the nicknames and then... You know, there's that just I I don't even know the way they talk. Obviously, you know, their accents half the time. I'm like, what did they just say? It was just like a very heavy British accent. Um, And the clothing choices are very Mm -hmm. 2000s British. And I I don't know. It's like, do you remember there's a word that? Oh, my God. Like a chav. That's like a British person. Have you ever heard of that word? Oh, yes, I have on TikTok. Kate, you must have as well. On, on TikTok? Yeah. Well, that's how I learned about it. It's like the um, Chavs. I mean, yeah. that was a bad... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... That was accent. C-H-A-V. <laughs> but like, I guess... And I'm not 100% sure, but Chavs are, you know, kind of from the working class and they wear like the fake Burberry and stuff. And that <laughs> I feel like a lot of people in this film are kind of like that in a good way. Um, a lot of good style. A lot of great about. style. It's really um, sweet and charming. And I don't know. It's just like what a lovely British, just very British movie, which mm-hmm. I love. And then also love the soundtrack. I know, Kate, you briefly mentioned it, but um the Mel C song in the club, I knew right from the first <laughs> note. I was like, Mel C. Um, so that was nice. You know, that was nice to hear. I okay. love it. All right, let's do some low lights, Kate. Well, speaking of TikTok, it's possible that TikTok has ruined Kira Knightley for me as an actress. Mm. Uh, I don't know if anyone has seen the Kira Knightley impressions uh, that people do on TikTok. It was a big oh. trend. Probably like end of last year was when it really notched up. But people uh, started to make fun of this thing she does with her lip where she like oh curls God. her upper lip when she talks. 
And it's I. She just kind. I. I'm like trying to do it for both of you, and no one can see. Um, but she does like this lip curl when she's smiling or when she's sad. Mm-hmm. And it once you see it, you can't unsee it. And mm-hmm. people on TikTok turn this into just this huge thing. So That's now so every funny. time I watch a Keira Knightley movie, I'm like, oh, the lip curl. There it is. Every time. Miss Keira Knightley. She's so fun to watch. I really. I, do I always like her. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I worry about, you know, every time I watch her now, I'm like, great. Now I am seeing all the TikTok impressions. Uh, Um, my other low light, this is very random, but when I was, uh, in London for a summer in college, I went to see the West end production of this. It was like the first year it came out. It was like 2015. And I was like, love Ben, like Beckham love musicals. Like what can go wrong? Uh, (laughs) as it turns out, it does not work. In a musical theater that's context. It's so funny you did that. I can't imagine. Yeah, did they attempt to play soccer? Yes. That was what wow. didn't work. The soccer on stage, it just does not work in, in a musical theater context. Sure. I will tell you what did work was like the Bollywood elements. Oh, fun. And like they did a lot of like, you know, Indian song and dance numbers. The wedding was great. Like all of that was really cool. The soccer was like, it was, you know, like in high school musical three when they put on the musical and they have like the basketballs on stage and they're like pretending to play basketball on a stage it's like yeah yeah, it's not it was similar to that and it was also kind of stressful because I was like what if the soccer balls don't go where they're supposed to go you know Uh uh-huh um these are not professional soccer players they're actors so uh I just remember being like oh that that was that wasn't it no that did not work (laughs) yeah I don't know if my lowlights are too like nitpicky but I'm just gonna go through a couple of them do it for it this Sister Pinky is really entertaining. However, mm-hmm. as a sister and as a person who watched this with her sister a billion times growing up, she was there was a bit of some annoying sister moments that this Pinky did to her sister Jess because there's just one moment. I can't tell if she's on her side or not. It kind of goes back and forth through the whole thing. One scene where Jess just enjoyed a lovely day with the love of her life, Jules, out in town, <laughs> like buying shoes, going to a pub, whatever. Comes home. She knew, um, Pinky knew that Jess was not really buying like heels for the wedding. Or maybe she was, but also was like going to go buy cleats. And grabs the shopping bag from her as she tries to sprint up the stairs and dumps it in her mom's lap. And I'm like, first, Jess gets in trouble like 10 different times with her parents. And I can't <laughs> believe they have not like locked her in her room yeah. at some point because they keep like, you're a disappointment. Don't ever do that again. And then like the <laughs> next day she does it. But anyway, I was annoyed on Jess's behalf that this sister Pinky is... Not really a team player. No pun no. intended. It's uncalled for. I'm like, you're planning for your wedding. I know she had some roadblocks that were related to Jess's things. Like, I guess she's right. it's reasonable that she's mad to an extent. But I'm like, you're just you're an adult. You're getting married. Like, just buy yeah, out of your sister's life. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Second one, I don't know how well this is gonna go over. I'm just curious. I just want to pull the room. Is Kira Knightley in this movie kind of like a pick-me girl? Because as I was watching it as an adult woman watching the behavior of Jules with that coach Joe, a couple red flags. I was like, oh, I wonder if I was on a team with you, I'd be like, oh, good. Because- 100%. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, Amelia. totally agree. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't I didn't think about that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. It's a mean comment. However, I just no, think- No, no, no. It's fine. She's hard to take in this movie, actually. She's yeah. like actually There's pretty annoying. There's a lot annoying. of like, mm-hmm. like, I'm the star of the team. I'm very beautiful and I'm flirty with my coach. Like- Come on, Joe. Like, come over here. Dance with me. Blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, if I was a teammate yeah. and I was looking at that, I'd be like, ew, what the hell? Yeah, I'd yeah. report it to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. For speaking sure. of, it, also another poll. Is this coach player dynamic 
weird in any way that he's yes. like, okay, like half romantically involved with two people. Obviously, he's only in pursuit of the one Jess, but right. Uh, but how do we feel about that? Yeah, no, it's a good it's segue good. into what aged the worst because it did okay. not age well okay. at all. Also, I mean, the whole time it's bad because he obviously has, he knows that Jules is interested. He's interested uh-huh. in Jess. He is obviously like a young coach and they're both 18. Yes. So like, yes. he, he, but it's the power dynamics are not great. Um, and then as soon as, as soon as he switches jobs and she's not on his team, he's like, you're not my player anymore. I'm not your coach anymore. And then he like immediately goes in for the kiss. I'm like, "Eh, cool. You're cool. Like the way he's like looking at her and practice and it's supposed to be romantic, right? Like, Oh, they're kind of, there's something there maybe, but he's like staring at her in this very romantic way as they're trying to play and practice soccer where I'm like, Mm-hmm. Reminds mm-hmm. me in God Sister of the Traveling Pants, where Bridget, aka Blake Lively, and her coach have some weird, you know, happenings. Anyway, yeah. weird soccer coach player dynamic. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. It also it doesn't help that the whole movie. I'm like, why is he here? You know, like mm. it's he's also like already like the part of this relationship that I'm like I don't need. So uh, yeah, yeah. All, all of that together, I'm like you don't need to be here. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Um, what else has aged the best worst? I guess I'll I'll swap up the order of these just because we're on the topic. <laughs> this aged the worst, but in sort of an iconic meme way. There's a line in this movie. Or uh, Jess is playing soccer. She uh, is involved in some sort of like bodily contact with another player. Her dad's at the match, and the player calls her a slur. And Jess sort of snaps goes after her, like kind of tries to fight her, gets kicked out with a red card. It's like this huge thing. Her dad leaves, like disappointed in her conduct. So after the match, Jess is talking to Joe and he's like, you overreacted. You got too heated. And she's like, she called me the slur, but I guess you wouldn't understand what that feels like, would you? And Joe replies, Jess, I'm Irish. Of course I understand. (laughs) Played absolutely straight. She's like, in the movie, she's like, okay, he gets it. Uh, it's just insane to compare those things. But since the movie came out, people have turned this into a meme. Basically, uh, in 2020, someone tweeted a picture of them and said, they paved the way for interracial couples. And someone else quote tweeted it with this quote and said, just some Irish. Of course, I understand thousands and thousands of tweets with people being like, oh, my God. How did he think that that was the same? Like, so it has turned into just kind of like whenever something false equivalency like this comes up, I think people tend to loop this moment back in. It is big on Twitter. Yeah, Uh, it's a big one. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's something. It's really something. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the best. Uh, there is a at the very end of this movie. They're ready to fly to the U.S. to play for this, uh, you know, it's like Santa Clara, wherever they're going um, to play soccer and their flight is leaving and Jess is kissing Joe. It's the big kiss in the airport at the end of the movie. He's running to see her and someone goes, it's Bex. Look, it's Bex. And they like have this long distance shot of this couple walking with like paps, like taking pictures of them. <laughs> and you can tell that like the woman has like Posh's haircut and the man is like mm-hmm. bald and it's mm-hmm. clearly supposed to be like Posh and David Beckham. Uh, but obviously you don't seem close up because obviously they didn't get David Beckham for this. Um, right. Although he did allow them to use his name and his image in the beginning in support of women's soccer. So that's good. You, you know what? David is yeah. so funny is I believe that that was him. No. Is that so dumb? <laughs> yes. 
Because it's okay, so great. conspicuously <laughs> far away. Cool, 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 it's cool, cool. It's such a okay. long shot. No, it, awesome. it does look like him. It does. does. it does. Okay. Uh, yes, anyways, it does. I don't know. It cracks me it up does. every time. So I think that aged quite well, personally. Yeah. I mean, it fooled mm-hmm. Liz Kelly, so. Uh, yeah, it's fooled there me yesterday. Well. All right. <laughs> um, what else? S- speaking of David Beckham you, letting the film use his likeness in the beginning, there's a whole scene in the beginning. It's the first scene, and she's daydreaming about being on Manchester United and getting a little headbutt goal. At- headbutt. Or not head, but I'm sorry, a header. <laughs> That's what um, it is. Yeah, yeah. She had butts the ball. Um, <laughs> pass from you know a great bend from David Beckham, and uh, the the way they have CGI'd her <laughs> within the first minute of this film is like just so. This film was low budget, obviously, and it totally crushed at the box office. So good for them. But mm-hmm. you know they don't have a bunch of money to be making these CGI moments, but they tried. <laughs> but it really was very reminiscent of. The Kim Chloe photoshopping true onto yes. Stormy's body at was Disneyland, like a very head. You, yeah, <laughs> you just, like the lighting is off. It's just everything yeah. about it is just like this is not no, but yeah. that's okay. Something that ages the worst that we've already kind of touched on are the parents, specifically Jules's parents. Her mom, like I said, is like, why don't you go be a girl? Go put on makeup. Go put on a push up bra. Don't wear sports bras, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's moments where, like Kate said, they were laughing in town and their heads are together. And then, like, it sets off a whole slew of people thinking they're in love and that the two of them are together. And Jules's mom, who's very dramatic and very British and like provides a lot of great moments in the movie it's like absolutely losing it sobbing so hard thinking that her little girl is in love with a woman which has aged terribly because she's like so distraught out of it she has a lot of really terrible things there's lines at the wedding where she like asks Jess to take off her like Jess borrows her shoes without her knowing and she sees her you know whatever and there's some there's a scene where it's her and Jules in the car so it's Karen Knightley and her in the car driving back she's like teary she's like so distraught driving her home and then she's like look at the clothes you wear it's like (laughs) so sad and then it comes up it comes to the greatest line in this movie I think which is like she's like no I'm in love with the coach Joe and then the mom's like Joe Joe Man Joe. And she's like, yes, Joe, Joe Man Joe. And it's so good. And I used to quote it all the time. Um, so even though this has aged poorly, I do like that line, that singular line still. Mm-hmm. There's also a good part where she's ta- she's sobbing and she's talking about George Michael. She's like, the things they did to George Michael. As if like that's Jules's lot in life. It's just to she's be just so like George Michael. Dramatic. I know. It's she's honestly funny. pretty funny. It's worth yeah. it in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, let's do MVP. Kate, what's your pick? My pick is the she's the man, bend it like Beckham formula. Mm. This is an MVP movie formula. (laughs) It has worked twice. It has resulted in a perfect film. Here's the formula. Someone try a third time. Please do it again. Please. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We'll watch Mm -hmm. it. We'll love it. Girl is good at soccer and finds a way to play in secret. Has crush on sexy teammate with abs. Sexy abs (laughs) teammate is like, oh, no, I'm straight. Why am I attracted to you? Annoying sibling almost fucks everything up. Mm. Parents find out they almost miss the big game, but ultimately everyone accepts them for who they are and they get to play and win with a dramatic slow motion penalty kick. Oh. Also, there's a big event, big party at the end where they get to wear some sort of pretty outfit and look different than sort of the the jock outfits that they've been wearing for the majority of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, just both of these films have utilized all of these things to Good stuff chef's kiss perfection. 
And they're both beloved classics. Exactly. Let's just just, just keep remake. We keep remaking Turn all these movies. Out. Let's just keep I doing know. this, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My other actual MVP is uh, the director, Gurinder Chada, who didn't know anything about soccer, but decided to make this movie anyway. Incredible. <laughs> uh, and she filled the first draft of the script with, quote, jargon, jargon, football jargon, because she was so much more focused on like the relationships and like the, you know, coming of age part of it, which is all we care about. And it's what makes right. this movie good. And yeah, I just love that. I'm like, she was like, I'm gonna make a soccer movie and it's not gonna be about soccer. It's gonna be a little bit about soccer, but mostly right. it's gonna be about everything <laughs> right. else. And also she directed Angus Dogs and Perfect Snogging. Oh my god! I know Amelia loves Fabulous that one. And I, I, I do I, love that. Oh. I read the books as well. Um, and then she Aaron also directed Johnson found what's her face. Oh my yeah. God. I know. Yeah. The right. early days of Dark. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Um, and then she also directed Bride and Prejudice, which I did like a, a paper oh. in college on like international adaptations of Pride and Prejudice, which is why I've seen so many oh, of cool. them. Uh, and Bride and Prejudice was one of my favorites. It's like a Bollywood remake and it's so yeah. good. It's really fun. Great. So so fun. She's an That's icon. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> she is. Um, my MVP is to both sets of parents in this movie, yes. um, both Jess and Jules, both very, they're both very different, but like theatrical, dramatic, amazing, hilarious in their own ways. And like every scene that they are in are like real hits and mm-hmm. they don't miss, they do not miss this whole movie. Um, mm-hmm. And Jules and Jess are the ones who are supposed to be kind of like the even keel, like things are happening to them. And it's these, t- this force, you know, four people that are like, just yeah. the mm-hmm. real shit storm around them. And they're just <laughs> really good. They make the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're my MVP. What about you, Amelia? Um, my MVP is Jess or Parminder Nagra. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced that. But um, she is a great actress. She's so charming. She is lovely. Um, and I just hire her and more stuff. You know, it's just, it's like, I love Keira Knightley in this, uh, but you can't replace Jess no, in this. I mean, she is phenomenal in this. She deserves all the accolades. And, you know, this is one of those rare movies where a brown girl is the protagonist. So, um, yeah, it's great. I love it. She's, she's good she in the blacklist, it. which my yeah. parents oh my love to watch she's a lot of episodes like, of that. Yeah, she has TV work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's in I'll 13 Reasons Why. Anyway, okay. Oh. Um, let's do lightning round. The best 2002 fit. It's hard to pick. So many options. Great outfits in this movie. My mm-hmm. first pick, right off the bat, Jess is wearing this great, like, sleeveless blue sweatsuit at the beginning, which is very much like, I'm a jock. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people think of me. It's just like peak, you know, 2000s athleisure. Uh, she mm-hmm. looks great. She looks comfy. I would wear it tomorrow. Another ha- personal favorite is they're in Kira Knightley's bedroom uh, talking to her mom. And Kira's got, like, first of all, a crop top, which is what she wears for the vast majority of this movie. Um, if you're Karen mm-hmm. Eileen, you might as well. She, Why not? it's yeah. like striped shirt, jacket, incredibly low rise jeans, of course. Uh, which frankly, <laughs> it was, she was part of the problem. Part of the reason that those <laughs> became popular. Um, <laughs> True. but, uh, she also has this bandana situation where first mm. of all, I'm, I'm also kind of like, again, uh, her mom had a strong theory going, honestly, that she, um, was not straight because this bandana situation is just extremely like sporty spice uh, chic and they're coming back a little bit. Some of these fashions yeah, are definitely are. coming back. Um, but uh, yeah, she's definitely. pulling it off. Definitely. She's pulling it off. Yeah. Amelia, what's your pick? Most 2002 fit. 
Um, I think everything Pinky and her friends wear, they <laughs> love that baby pink color. I'm looking at a screenshot right now and the friends have the frosted lip. They've got the <laughs> yeah. Louis Vuitton bags um, and those sunglasses that are in now. I mean, everything they're wearing is like in again. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just fun. And like they've got the pigtails and like a graphic tee. And it's just so fun. It's just like, oh, my God, everything yeah. old is they look no. like TikTokers now. It's so really exactly, do. but it's no one can do disturbing. it as well. No, yeah, yeah. I think they went to a club in Germany when they went to play yeah. a game once, and their club outfits are so good and funny. And I haven't been to a club in a long time. Maybe people are wearing this at the club these days. Karen Knightley is in a halter sequence halter top that's low cut that kind of is a triangle down by yeah. uh, your stomach and it's just and her short hair just like the whole look of her she's wearing like <laughs> this really like frosted <laughs> glittery lips gloss um, it's just really good and this was like peak fashion hot club look yes totally wow okay who put this next question in there Amelia was that you Gotta yeah. be. Yes. Gotta be. <laughs> because there are so many boob-related jokes slash there comments. There are. Um, my, <laughs> my, one of my favorites is uh, when Kira Knightley and her dad are playing a little one-on-one footy and the mom comes out and she's like, Alan, when are you going to realize you have a daughter with breasts? <laughs> I was waiting for you to do my um, British accent. accent. Yeah. To whip it out. Yeah. We're, yeah. You know. To be clear, this category of lightning round was favorite boob related joke slash comment. So that was <laughs> Amelia's. Um, mine was when Jess was getting fitted for a dress with all mm. of her fam- female family members in the room and they're measuring her bust and... <laughs> Again, this is something I'm <laughs> quoted a lot. But anyway, they're saying like, you know, don't worry because she's small. And she's like, don't worry. Even these mosquito bites will look like juicy, juicy mangoes. And it's really, really funny. That's the best one. That's my pick too. That's yeah. a banger. That's a good one. Okay. Good one. Great movie. Let's wrap this pot up. Tea Time's unanswerable questions. Go ahead, Kate. I just tossed this in again for just like consistency on this podcast. You know, we were just talking about Pride Got and Prejudice. It. And mm-hmm. uh, today, a clip came out of Matthew McFadden and Colin Firth on an Irish morning show. And they are doing a press tour together for a movie called Operation <laughs> Mincemeat. And the television host is like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sure that you have been talking about this nonstop. I'm sure everyone's asking you. But what is it like to be doing a press tour together as like the two Mr. Darcy's? Because oh my Colin gosh. Firth was like the OG Mr. Darcy in the miniseries version. And then Matthew McFadden is Mr. Darcy in, I think it's like the 2001 or 2002 version of Pride and Prejudice. And they, they're, first of all, their faces just light up and they're like, Aww. no one has <laughs> asked us yet. Matthew McFadden is like, you're the first one. And they're like, we can't believe it. We can't believe that no one else has asked us this. And they're like, uh, not offended, but like comically oh God, like, them. oh my God, I, can, I like, can you believe that no one, you're the first ones to ask us? And the hosts are like, no, we truly can't. So my unanswerable question was, why are they the only ones? Why is this woman the only person to do her due diligence, her journalistic duty and make them talk about this? Um, because I need to know their thoughts. I need to know if they've seen each other's versions, what the best yeah. one is. Um, because men are idiots. That's why. It's so true. It's true. Um, They don't want to ask the tough questions. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, But this clip is going like semi-viral. So I'm hoping that it will prompt, you know, a wave of, of dialogue about this important topic in the future. 
Yeah. Yes. Agreed. I'm into it. Um, my question is is much more lowbrow, but I'm gonna ask it anyway, which is who at tea time would win Howie Mandel's <laughs> new game show? <laughs> I knew Amelia, I knew you'd like that. Okay. Let me explain what it is. It's on Netflix. The game oh. is called Bullshit the Game Show, hosted mm. by Howie Mandel, premieres on April 27th. Okay. Uh, Bullshit the Game Show. This is thanks to Jess Jared. We'll offer contestants a chance to win big money even when they don't know the correct answer. Throughout the game, players will work their way up a money ladder either by answering questions correctly or by confidently giving incorrect answers and persuading their opponents that they are right. To win big in this game, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room to cash in. You just have to convince everyone that you are. Damn. Wow. Actually, pretty interesting stuff. Who do you think at tea time would would win this game show who's the best at convincing other people and- I feel like part of me thinks Amelia because I feel like you uh, could gaslight people into thinking that you are correct I, I just feel like I'm a bad liar you could I am um, too that's what I'm worried about also however yeah. I also think Liz Kelly has that sweet little soothing voice you know it's and true she's like it's you know true I yeah, feel like my she, time has come someone picks yeah. me these questions <laughs> could I think you know you look at her and you're like I trust you yeah, um, totally. You have that trustful could, voice. I think she could manipulate people that way. <laughs> oh, oh my God, great. Liz, go on the show. Nice Seriously. two little digs at both Amelia and I, yeah. Kate. Hell yeah. I think our default is always Amelia because I feel like Amelia is like a jack of all trades and we think that like <laughs> she can and will do anything. You know, like I feel like every answer to every question is just Amelia. Um... I think sneaky dark horse is Kaya because she's always Ooh. like fact checking us, actually correcting us when we're wrong. Kaya actually Kaya would know. is the source she of would truth. Actually for us. Win. Yeah. Yeah. She um, knows stuff. So maybe it'd be Kaya. And Kaya also, it's like, you know, when she <laughs> she comes in and you're like, oh my God, yeah, we've got to listen to Kaya, you know? So right. yes, yeah. That is so and true. she reads. Yeah. And she Damn, reads. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, more than it we can say about all of us. Exactly. Um, anyway, <laughs> thank true. you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. Um, and the winner of our game show, I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.